0: Welcome to Writing Off the Deep End. I'm Mary Thaler.
1: And I'm Jeffrey Edwards.
0: This week, we're talking to a writer, L.P. Kindred, who is a writer of science fiction based in Los Angeles. And he's joining us from there. So welcome, L.P.
1: Thank you. Hey, Mary. Hey, Jeffrey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, We often start by asking, a, a, a basic question. How did you get into writing? What What motivated you to go down this path?
1: This is a very long story. I, for most of my life, was a singer. And so about five, six years ago, I had a vocal injury, which caused a lot of ontological dread. Like, who am I if I'm not a singer? What, if, what am I without this thing? And when that happened, some of our friends pointed out that over the years, I'd done some writing things like co-creative theater. Friend was like, "We, we, we put you in scenes because we knew the scene would get done. We knew you knew how to write. And that just kind of stuck with me. Like, I obviously was writing songs at the time. One day I was like, I'm, I'm just going to write a book. And then I started working on short story, partly because I enjoy the form and partly because it's a great classroom. Seems that that has been a good place for me to hold my craft.
0: Songwriting, I imagine, is this very compressed form. And then you sounds like you did a little bit of theater. Were the skills that you learned in that, have you been able to... Do you find yourself using them now that you're writing narrative prose?
1: It's so interesting because I know that songwriting is supposed to be compressive. I don't write like singer songwriter stuff wrote R&B stuff and R&B stuff isn't necessarily about stories, it's about feelings. And so I got really good at writing about feelings, which is I think still my strength in writing prose. There's a lyricality to the way that I write that might've taken someone who started writing prose at the same time that I did longer to lock onto. Yeah. Well, you have a very distinctive voice, don't you? Something about your background, plus these different things that you've done that has an influence on the way you write. Uh, definitely. I mean, grew up below the poverty line and found my way into college, which was cool, then dropped out of college and then spent 20 years waiting tables. And so I think that's probably the most interesting thing about the way that I see the world because you see people in celebrations and you see them at their worst and you see them uh, disappointed and you see them contemplative. So it's like, oh, an interesting kind of like character study. You can try to kind of people watch while you, while you're working, if they don't make you too angry.
0: So you just had a story come out in fear. Uh Is- fire. Faya, thank you, which is the magazine of speculative fiction for writers of color. And it was about an Uber driver. And I wondered as I read it, is that a job you've done? Speaking of people watching jobs.
1: (laughs) No, well, just a quick shout out for Faya because I love those guys. It's a speculative fiction magazine for uh, Black writers to do their strangest, Blackest, hardest place things because people don't always get cultural context. I love those guys. And if everyone feels like going out to grab an issue, they're all out there and I'm in issue 14. Hey, okay. No, I've never been a Lyft driver or an Uber driver because I'm in the service industry. I'm kind of, I think I'm slightly more sensitive to service professionals. So like whenever I get into a lift, you know, I say hi because sometimes people don't and I'm never opposed to like stopping whatever I'm doing unless I'm on a phone call. Like, you know, I'll, we can sit and have a conversation. And I was in a, in a car with someone and he was telling me that this person got into his car and he just generated this level of uneasiness in the driver. And the driver was driving, but also like checking the rear view and didn't know what this person was gonna do, but it just created so much discomfort in him. And when he dropped him off, he was just going to the movies, but we had that conversation. I was like, I can do something with it.
0: Yeah, what if that feeling of unease was something much more sinister?
1: Exactly.
0: Which it turns out to be in the story
1: it's sort so. of urban fantasy though too right it's uh, speculative but within within a, a particular register absolutely
0: is that absolutely. your setting of choice? Do you prefer as opposed to a sec- a secondary world fantasy?
1: It just depends on the story. I have secondary world pieces I have contemporary pieces. It depends on like I'm a concept first writer it'll start with something like with an Uber driver is where one thing started. Um, I have another piece that's on submission right now that's about time travel and soul food. And that just came from a prompt that one of my instructors gave asking us to talk about a memorable meal. It's and you were whatever. talking about a novel earlier. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Is it still unfinished? Yeah. Or? So I'm working on two projects right now. One is called a uh, A 12 for 12, which is essentially me writing a short story every month. I'm behind, but you know, (laughs) we're still working on it. And then I'm working on a novel project that is tentatively called The Fortunate. It is about a black family from inner city Chicago who, while trying to go on a trip, find themselves in a first encounter experience and It's written from several points of view, and we get to see how this experience changes their lives over time. I wanted to explore the effects of generational trauma and generational poverty, but I also wanted to explore the transformative power of power. (laughs) Sometimes it's like physical power, and sometimes it's financial power. How these things can kind of change the trajectory of a person, but also a family, a lineage, a heredity, a legend, a legacy. Legacy, that's what I'm trying to get to, legacy.
0: So what's the process like for you of writing? Like from the moment you get your idea and start jotting things down, what does that look like?
1: That particular process was around putting things together and taking things apart. Like the initial, initial smallest original first version of it was an idea about what would a Black Fantastic Four look like? And so I spent time looking at different pastiches of the Fantastic Four or corollaries like the challenges of the unknown or the first family in uh, Astro City. I'm just thinking about what it is and what I saw over and over again were people trapped by circumstance. And I also saw families and I decided to go the family route, but I sat with it for several years with lists, I have an old, old document with the original version, which looks a lot more like the Fantastic Four. Over time, I just started to kind of put things together and and let it expand over time. And then I was like, I don't know how I would do this as a novel. And then I read a great book a few years back called The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin, and it has multiple protagonists. And I was like, oh, wait, I might be able to make this work. You seem to be drawn to speculative fiction and fantasy, I guess, uh, than sort of contemporary fiction. Realist fiction? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Obviously there's a place for realist fiction and I enjoy realist fiction as well. I read mostly speculative. Uh, I I learned to read by reading comic books. So it's kind of a touchstone for me in a lot of ways. Having said that, you know, I read nonfiction, I read contemporary realist fiction, but I am kind of like this loud and strange uh, speculative fiction advocate.
0: So what are some of the things you've learned as a writer in the time that you've been writing?
1: I think one of the first things that I learned, and by first thing, it took me a couple of years to figure it out, that writing a novel is a Herculean task, as you can both attest. <laughs> and some people do start with novels, but if you're struggling, like really, really struggling, it, it might also be worthwhile to take a step back and think about, okay, there are shorter forms. There are novellas, there are novelettes, there are short stories, there are flash fictions and each of those is a valid uh format for creation so if you can build the skills in some of the smaller formats you know the global on a 8000 word short story is significantly more manageable than the global on an 80000 word novel so that's one thing the other i think is it's again that community piece where like you have to share your work with other people to learn what your writing superpowers are and what your writing kryptonites are.
0: Here's a question. What are your hopes for what your writing will create and and evoke in your readers?
1: I write Black characters, frequently Black and queer, because I am Black and queer, very heavily because I didn't see things that reflected me. There were books that I wanted to see that weren 't written i, I don 't think that i 'm going to be the last person who feels that way about representation. I also just want to hit people in the feels. I want people to get to a point in a book and cry and not because i 'm manipulative but if you're if you're along for the journey you 're along for the journey and I think that I think that's powerful and it's it's affected me in the past. I want to be that affecting of other people parallel to that i'm very inspired by you guys, and so I've decided that I want to start a channel that is about encouraging people to write something. Uh, I do believe everyone has a story, and I believe that, you know, there's definitely inherent talent in writing, but there's a chunk to learn. And if you can learn it, if you can do the work, you can find something on the other side. So I want to encourage people to write, particularly queer and people of color, but obviously my channel's for everybody. And I'm going to give some ideas about The blocks that stop us from writing, the blocks that stop me from writing, uh, things that I do, and also some live write-ins once a week. Just, you know, if you're not able to lock into any of the other content, we can come and, mute our computers and do some sprints and see how many words we can get on a Friday night. And, you know, if nothing else, we can propel each other that way.
0: It sounds like community is sort of at the center of what you want to build.
1: Absolutely. I think people miss that part as writers. How do you keep motivated to do a thing and you don't have a track record? You know it's the people in your life who encourage you and uh, ask you how your work's going or how you're feeling about it, who can take the cues when you do uh to know that it means I'm tired of this piece people who 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 get to know and understand you and or your process, but also there's a lot of potential energy for me when other people are succeeding, I don't have a jealousy reaction. I have an envy reaction, but not a jealousy reaction. So if if you were to tell me that, oh, my my short story got into this magazine or I just got a book deal, my thought process is like, how the hell did they get it? My thought process is, oh my God, it's so exciting because a win for one of us is a win for all of us. So as you can see, we're switching up the venue in terms of the visuals for our conclusion to L.P.'s interviews, so...
0: The uh, pandemic is considered mostly under control in Quebec City, where we are at the time that we're filming, and we were able to meet in person. Uh, so if you're still in a place where the uh, pandemic is raging out of control...
1: Um, you have our sympathies. You're,
0: yeah, you're in our, you're in our thoughts. <laughs>
1: So, the next time we're going to do an episode on.
0: Flash fiction. Right. Writing very, very short, which is uh, one of the big challenges for a writer, writers who have a lot to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, I recently did an exercise in flash fiction for the and West workshop, and Mary has some experience, I guess, with it. Uh, So, uh, if you're
0: interested, tune in and don't forget to subscribe. And thanks so much for watching. See you next time. Bye bye.